Better Podcast, a podcast about communities, people and place. The Make Things Better Podcast is brought to you by Sortified, progressive social enterprise that works with people, communities and community organisations to tackle social inequalities, improve lives and to make things better. Hello, we're back again. It's Sortified and yes, we're going to be rolling that dice again to select our next topic. Are we ready? Here we go. I've got the app open. Here we go. It's number two. Number two, stories. Stories, right. Okay, then. So what we're going to do is talk about the importance of stories and narrative in capturing and describing information and impact. Okay. So um, I think one of the things we struggle with um, when we look to capture information and outcomes is how we capture people's views uh, in, in a way that is, uh, is useful and usable. Um, I'm an ex-commissioner. Uh, we got obsessed with outcomes in the world of commissioning, uh, and those outcomes needed to be qualitative uh, and quantitative. So two different ways of doing it. The most things were always about the numbers. Yeah, definitely. So it was all about how many of these things we bought or we've used or... Because nothing tells a story like a number. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and also, you can really get a lot of detail out of how many people have done something. Now, I would say that's not an outcome, it's an output. So how many of something were delivered? So I've paid an organisation £1 million and they've delivered 20 sessions to 20 people. That's, that's an output. It doesn't really say what happened. It's your favourite, so what? Yeah, exactly. So what's the so what? Now, you can capture some so what's with numbers. You can look at... I think, things. well, that's what... With social impact reports, that's generally the, the overview, isn't it? This amount of money for this amount of this people. This amount of money. Yeah, you see. So you, get, you turn social return into financial return. So we end up going, okay, then. So for, for those, those 20 people... So I'm running a service. Someone's given me some money and I'm running a project and we're supporting 20 people and we're going to do 10 sessions on a Monday evening uh, uh, with, with those people. That's a lot of numbers, that's nice and easy, but that's all output. So in terms of those outcomes, I can go, okay then, those 20 people, as a result of those 10 sessions that we did, those 20 people haven't gone to, I don't know, to primary care services. I can put a cost on how, many, uh, how much that costs then, to, to, to reducing a GP spend, or to reducing amounts on pharmacy or something like that, and I can put a figure onto it and go, well, as a result of that amazing service we did, we saved a hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, but that's a response cost. That's not a what? What does what does the what does the average person care no one, about? No one that? cares. No one cares about that. It and should be what's that impact on? My life, yeah. not my life, but the person's life. No, my life. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, for, for that individual, what does it actually mean to that person? Now, we can, again, we can capture that by numbers. We could do something like an outcome start or something that's considerably less expensive than an outcome start to look at uh, how someone has moved on a, on, a, on, a, on a course somewhere. So we can look at their journey, a user journey. We can say, so at the beginning, you rated yourself on a happiness scale of two out of ten and by the end of it you were an eight out of ten there's your happiness journey you've not done an outcome style before have you they're oh, up to no, five no. <laughs> when you're, i said or something similar being less expensive i'm talking about a, as a nice sliding scale so in terms of uh, of our sliding scale there our cheap sliding scale uh, that's that's saying this person has moved a whole six points uh, along that scale that's good but that doesn't that doesn't bring that to life once again so what 
What's the best way of getting that person's feedback? I don't know, let's have a chat with them. Let's ask them, how, how do you feel? How was it? Can you tell me a story? What's really good is to capture, where were you at the start of this journey? What, what happened and where are you now? And capture that as an actual story, a form of words. Now, there's many ways of capturing that. You can ask someone to write it down, you can write it down yourself, you can do you know, structured or unstructured interviews. You can do a video, you could do a podcast. That's a good idea. Do you know what? I think we should be using different ways to do that, and I'm sure lots of people are already, and you'll be screaming at me going, oh, we do that already. Um, but I know for some of our funders um, on the grant-funded projects, it'll be once a quarter tell us a story. Mm. And actually, we should be doing that all the time. That It should be our reason for being. Yeah. Um, and that, that should be the focus of everything really yeah, is well, why are we doing this so I what hear people's voices yeah I hear people's well there's, no, there's nothing more empowering when we've been to seminars and things like that it's you get that inspiring speaker person lived experience and that's that's the reason for doing it hey, that's you, the reason why you, you, you know i love an example an example just from <laughs> yesterday i'm gonna get you a jingle <laughs> i need a jingle for a richie's example so i was down in in that there london yesterday uh, uh, a ADAS event for carers uh, and Dame Philippa Russell came on at the end Okay. Uh, and wow what a brilliant bit of feedback she was able to give just from her experience her life experience of being the mother of a child with a disability who's an adult now and a, and a, you know, a, a 50 year journey 52 I think she said it was year journey uh, uh, and what impact she's seen over that time uh, and the stories that she can tell from her I got to hear her for about six or seven minutes i think that was all she was given uh, to talk talk about but i've been there since 11 o'clock in the morning and this was the first bit of actual really good narrative feedback that we'd got about a carer's journey i can tell day. just from how you've kind of sat up in your seat and you're waving your arms around just how was, the was, effect that's had brilliant. and, and I, I must say We've done. We've done. We've just finished. A, oh, we're finishing a piece of work across the East Midlands around supporting carers, uh, uh, and it's been it's been for the regional ADAS uh, Association of Directors of Social Services. But what's been really good about it is we've done lots and lots of co-production with people, lots of engagement, and I think my favourite bit of all of this has been sitting down and chatting with carers. It's been amazing, and some of that feedback has been really, really useful. And we've captured that in a few ways, in online surveys and and, and some discussions. But we did do some, some little Vox Pops as well, where we had the phone out. Do you remember? Yeah. And, 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 and Lynn. I automatically think, because I don't like it, that that's going to be the response. You so don't like I, doing it, you mean? Yeah, yeah no, I mean, it, yeah. I, if someone put a camera in front of me, I wouldn't like to, I wouldn't respond. So I would automatically think, oh, that's going to be everybody's. Yeah. But some people really like it. Um, and I think when you've got a lot of people who haven't been able to have their say or be listened to, you know, the same old, same old ways of capturing information and, and, and get, getting, getting feedback means that people get a little disheartened by it all yeah. and disillusioned and don't want to fill in another tick box survey. No. What they want to do is be listened to and understood and have that shared. So actually, one of the best things you can do is empower people by putting them in front of a lot of professionals. I remember going back to the days of when um, we were doing things like learning disability, disability partnership boards being chaired by people with learning disabilities who were at the front and controlling it. I remember commissioning a, the carer service in Lincolnshire as a complete commission, commission service. They were in charge of commissioning 
It wasn't me as the commissioner, it was other people. And that was carers empowered to do that. So not just telling stories, but actually controlling strategic direction. If we empower people by, by giving them a voice and allowing them to, that voice to be heard, isn't that surely the way we should be going forward? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've answered that question completely. So I think in terms of, of, of stories, we have to find our way of being able to, to kind of capture and use those stories a little bit more um, and, and share them. So um, we're a little organisation uh, and, and it's difficult for us sometimes to have, have levels of reach where we can, we can get information out to, out to people. But I guess... Social media is one way of, of seeing that, of, of getting out. So uh, another example, we did a piece of work not too long ago, ago called uh, Tell It Like It Is. Um, and as part of that, one of the most amazing, so it was working with, with uh, young people with, uh, with lived experience of um, mental and emotional health. Uh, and we had one young lady in that group who recorded her story on this very podcast equipment um, and we captured that in that, her story and then we put it, she didn't want to appear on camera, so we put it onto an animation and I had an animation made to go with it. And it's probably one of the things I'm most proud of that we've ever done as an organisation. It's so powerful. I think it's two minutes long. You said it's we did as an organisation, it's not us. No, it wasn't, it wasn't. It's, her it's her story. It's not ours. And I think I was going to pick you up on that word. You said how we use it. It's not ours to use. Mm. It's, I think it's um, we're sharing and we're extending the reach it's not ours i bow my head and stand correctly thank you can you tell i put yes, my, yeah, my yeah, fist yeah, up in the air so i think it's about how that information is shared and how we get it get it into the public domain so more people can hear and learn from it um now i've i've put that up on our social media feed i've put that it's on our website um reach isn't particularly big um but i think quite a few people have viewed it have seen it have have commented on it, it's been seen very, very positively. Uh, and that can only be, you know, a, a really, really good thing. Yeah, taking, a, taking something, um, a really personal experience that, you know, had some negative aspects to it, but then changing that around for a positive. So sharing, sharing this information has been really, really positive. And I think the best thing for, for, for me that's come out of it has been that other people are able to see this, or other young people are able to, to view this, this short animation uh, and understand some of the, the issues that they're dealing with themselves are shared by others and seeing how other people have been able to look positively forward for the future. And I think that can only be a really good thing. And that's the power of a story and a, and a, and a, and a story well told. And I think that's what we have to capture and what we have to use. Um, now, we're in the process of refreshing our kind of social impact reporting and how we, we do this. And, and I think, you know, our, our last year's 2019 report was a one slide and it had a lot of numbers on it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's not, we weren't happy with that. Uh, we put it to our board and our board weren't happy with that. Uh, we had to find a better way of doing it. And now what we're finding is um, we've, we, 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 we work with a lot of people. We kind of talk to a lot of people. What we don't do is capture those stories as well. So, as Jill said earlier, you know, one, one of our, our funders will ask for uh, a story per quarter. So we'll do that and we'll send it off. But what we're not doing is utilising those stories for our own social impact and to tell the stories outside of, of kind of bigger projects that we may be funded to do. So we as an organisation need to work better and, and try and capture some of that, that impact a lot more in ter terms of stories. 
but do it in a different set of ways. So it's not just using a standard format where we, we, we write things down. Um, but, but, you know, capturing the feedback that we get, capturing the information from people, um, hearing about people's needs and their aspirations and sharing it and getting that information out there. So I think for me, important with stories is um, it's about creating conversations. It's making space for people to, like you say, have their voice, create conversations. And by creating those conversations, we're removing barriers. I'm going to go into a massive speech well, if I'm not careful. Stop there, because I think you've, what you've just done is summed up the whole thing beautifully. So with that, we'll say goodbye. So thank you very much, Jill. Thank you, Rich. And we've been sortified. I hope you'll come back and listen to us jabber on again uh, soon. Uh, and we'll be back shortly with another, uh, another topic off of our list. So thank you very much. And bye. Thanks. Bye.